Hello there, gang, and welcome to another episode of Displaying Moral Behavior, the Earth's Mightiest Action Figure Video Podcast. So take off your pants, crack a beer, and let's talk toys. Let's talk about the nerdy news that you need to know about. It's the only news that matters. It's good news. And on today's show, we are going to cover the D23 conference and all the amazing, well, some amazing, some not so amazing reveals about what to expect in the MCU and Disney Plus coming very, very soon. Also, we've got a whole ton of video game information and a few tasty morsels in between. But as you know, here at Model Behavior, action figures always come first. So let's talk about them. But not quite yet, because actually I just want to make it clear to the folks who are just joining for the first time. This is a different kind of format for good news. I'm changing it up. This is now just Model Behavior Episode 1. And I'm going to encapsulate and cover all the different topics and things, the news items, I think might be of interest to you guys at home. Or at least it's interesting to me. And hopefully the two Venn diagram circles of our combined interests will just unify together and there might be some interesting things to talk about, such as the D23 conference and all the different little tidbits we got out of that. First of all, they revealed some footage from the Ironheart TV show coming up. And me personally, I've got a lot of hope for this show. I love the concept of Ironheart. I like legacy characters. Sometimes people say, ah, why are they taking this character and just giving them someone else's gimmick? Well, because the gimmick is over. And that's all it is. It's a gimmick. It's an iron suit. The person inside is what actually makes the show, makes the character. And from the concept art that I've seen and some of the behind the scenes photographs, I think at least Ironheart, Riri in the suit, in the costume, looks really cool. I love what they're doing with that. So I'm excited to see her debut in Wakanda Forever. And then after that, it's gonna spin off into her own show and we'll see where it goes. But I gotta say, I'm enjoying She-Hulk for the kind of popcorn, silly nonsense that it is. And if it kind of continues in that sort of vein with a little bit of heart, a little bit of fun, then I'm going to be a happy chappy, especially because we're getting one of my favorite characters in the MCU now. We're getting The Hood. He's going to be played by Anthony Ramos, who I'm not overly familiar with, but we saw some behind the scenes pictures and he's there and he's in his hood, as you would expect, kind of essential for the character. And I got to say, it looks pretty cool actually obviously the hood itself i'm sure there's going to be elements of cgi and all kinds of cool stuff incorporated but just the general sort of stance there i think he looks awesome so i'm looking forward to seeing this show when it debuts and also on the d23 panel we got some footage apparently from ant-man 3 or ant-man and the wasp quantumania and the general sort of gist from people who saw that said that there was loads of kang in the footage and apparently he looked pretty awesome and that's very encouraging because so far we've only seen a little blurred picture of what Kang will actually look like but it seems like they're sticking very close very very faithfully to the source material so if he's a big green and purple and blue guy which it looks like he is I'm, I'm excited to see that in the full MCU, big widescreen. That's going to be cool to see that character up on the screen. And also a much more regular kind of Joe. We're getting much more of Jimmy Woo 
in Ant-Man and the Wasp as well. And he's one of those characters that I think a lot of people have just kind of cottoned onto. We, we like Jimmy Woo. We like his card tricks. He's the affable everyman that people like myself, who I consider to be an affable everyman, can kind of relate to. So it's great that he's going to be back for Quantumania. Then, of course, we got a big trailer and this is the one that really caught my eye and got me excited and you know mashed my potatoes when i watched it and that is werewolf by night now i was not interested originally when they pitched <laughs> like they pitched it to me like they're asking dave can we do this if only i would have said clone saga baby <laughs> 85 episodes in the first season of 10 but no they're doing Werewolf by Night as a standalone Halloween special, and it looks good. It looks really good. I'm very excited for this. Black and white, hammer horror, really taking a totally different vibe from the typical, dare I say, dirge of the Disney Plus shows, because the Disney Plus shows, they all feel very much like they've just been pulled out of the big bag of Disney Plus shows. Whereas this feels different. It feels like its own thing. There's a real sense of genuine scariness. At least there was for me. I was like, oof, there's a few moments where I genuinely kind of felt like this, this could be quite, quite scary. So I'm very excited. Plus, we got a little teaser of the man thing. The man thing is going to be in Werewolf by Night. That really, really gets me excited because I'm a big man thing fan. Who, who doesn't love a giant sized man thing? Am I right or am I right? Why are you looking at me like that? So if you uh, do have that man thing builder figure from a few years ago, yeah, you might want to hold on to that because he's already worth a pretty penny. And I only feel like, uh, yeah, it's going to go up pretty quickly. But then the next trailer we got was Secret Invasion. Now, this is one that we didn't really know what it was going to look like exactly, because we're familiar with Secret Invasion from the comics. Skrulls, they've been putting sleeper agents around the Earth all this time, and then it all comes to a head. And that's pretty much what it is in this show, except with no superheroes by the looks of things. That's what I'm seeing from this trailer. This looks real espionage according to the to the notes that were given out uh, secret invasion we know it's nick fury it's pretty much the nick fury show but then we've also got talos he's going to be coming back maria hill is going to be there war machine Rhodey, we're going to see him again and everett ross as well so a lot of returning characters a lot of familiar faces so it's going to be kind of nice you're going to sit down and be like i don't know what this show involves but there's a lot of people who i recognize and that's kind of cool. And also, Olivia Coleman has taken a break from taking every single acting role from a middle-aged lady in the UK. She's gone over to the US to do that now as well. So she's going to be in it. And joking aside, Olivia Coleman's great. She really is. So I'm looking forward to Secret Invasion. But I also feel like it's probably going to be Secret Invasion in as much as Age of Ultron was Age of Ultron. It's taking the name of a famous story but it's not really going to mirror the events of that story. And that's fine. And apparently after Secret Invasion, that's when we're going to get Armor Wars. So I guess it makes sense that Rhodey's in Secret Invasion and that's going to kind of dovetail into Armor Wars. And Armor Wars, should I say Armor Wars one more time? Armor Wars. That's one 
that I anticipate. Because why? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's going to be in Armor Wars. And that just puts a big old smile on my face because he is one of my favorite characters in all the MCU. And that's not so much Justin Hammer, but Sam Rockwell. I think it's because of him that I actually genuinely like Iron Man 2. Not to be contrarian, not to just be different from... No, no, no. I genuinely enjoy Iron Man 2 because every scene he's in is just fantastic. And when he's not on screen, I'm anticipating when he's coming back. So that kept me hooked. And if that's the case in Armor Wars, I'm, I'm going to be watching every episode. Then a show that we probably... When I say we... You know, I mean, me probably won't be watching every episode of is Loki season two. So one thing that's kind of nice, though, I, and look, I'm, I'm not dumping on Loki, but it just didn't it didn't grab me. Uh, it, it didn't grip me. I was ungripped by Loki. Felt a bit too much like Doctor Who. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? One thing that's kind of cool, though, is I'm, I will apologize as I butcher his name, but Ki Hu Kwan. If it's, if, you know, basically the actor who had a career resurgence in Everything Everywhere All at Once, my movie of the year so far, he is going to be in Loki series two. So as well as him coming back, uh, we're going to get uh, Morbius. So um, Owen Wilson, uh, the Hunter character, B-15 and Sylvie, they're all going to be back for more fun and games with the time stream and all that sort of thing. So that's going to be fun for people who are invested in Loki. And hey, maybe it can take me back. We're going to find out. Then we got some footage of Echo. And Echo, again, I'm, I'm not that not that drawn to Echo, you know, just because she was fine in Hawkeye, but I wasn't watching it going, man, love to watch eight episodes with this character. I, I love the angle of her being deaf and using legitimate sign language and all that kind of thing. That's really cool. I just, I wasn't desperate to see more of her story, but kind of like Sam Rockwell in Armor Wars, Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin is going to keep me coming back to this show as long as they don't nerf him too much. As long as they do Kingpin justice, then I'm going to be happy. He doesn't have to be exactly the same as the Netflix Kingpin. He doesn't have to be slamming people's heads in car doors or being terrifying. But just don't job him out like you did at the end of Hawkeye. That was just a little embarrassing. So hopefully they'll find a happy medium there. And of course, we've got the Daredevil Born Again TV show. So that's something that's going to have a lot of hype behind it. We're going to get Daredevil in She-Hulk very soon. I haven't watched episode four yet, but I don't think he appears in that. But maybe next week, regardless, we're getting classic ketchup and mustard, red and yellow Daredevil in She-Hulk. So born again. Um, oh, um, that's, that, that's one that really does have my attention. So we just got a logo for that, though. That's all. So you're going to have to keep waiting for some, some extra juicy stuff from that. Then also, they confirmed that the director for the Fantastic Four movie is going to be Matt Shackman. I know, you might be going, who? Well, I'll tell you. He is the guy who directed WandaVision. And WandaVision, I thoroughly enjoyed. I, yeah, it was a good sense of mystery. And of course, it was lots of sort of different genres mashed up together. So it shows that he has some versatility with his directing style. And he's familiar with the Disney way of doing things. And that often seems to be a problem sometimes with more auteur-type directors. They have their vision, like Edgar Wright, 
And then they realize, oh no, you can't do that. It needs to fit within this proximity. So since he's already done WandaVision, hopefully he'll be able to just slide in on, slide on in there. That's the expression, and make a decent, fantastic four film. Time will tell, but fingers crossed on that one. Then another big one. There's lots of big ones, actually. I was kind of downplaying D23, but they had some good stuff there. They brought the thunder. Captain America, new, 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 new world order. I'm sorry, but I, no one is going to be able to say New World Order to me without me thinking of Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash coming down the aisle. As soon as I see the title come up on the screen, my brain's just going to go, whack a wah hey hey And then that'll be playing through my head for the rest of the film. And I'm looking forward to that because I think I'm going to enjoy the rest of the film. Why? Tim Blake Nelson, the leader. The leader is going to be probably the main antagonist in New World Order, and I am so happy to see that because I loved Incredible Hulk. Again, not being contrarian, I know that film had major flaws, but I adore the fact that they actually have reincorporated it nicely back into the MCU with all the She-Hulk references, and I thought it was such a, a shame, a missed opportunity, that Tim Blake Nelson never got to become the leader. We got the setup. We got the head injury and the gamma and the swelling of the brain and all that stuff and the evil looking smile. And then we never got anything out of it. So I'm very happy for Tim Blake Nelson. He's going to get his moment in the sun, finally. And then, of course, we had Thunderbolts. We had the full team reveal for Thunderbolts. And I was like, oh, I... That doesn't doesn't excite me. It it really doesn't excite me because there was so much stuff up on screen that reminded me of things I didn't like. That's a shame. That's a real shame. So of course the the Thunderbolts lineup. We've got uh, is it Valentine? Not Valeria. Uh, Louise Louise Dreyfus. Is that Julia Louise Dreyfus? That's that's her name. The the lady who's been recruiting them all. She's there. I enjoyed her performance. When I from the brief times we've seen her, she was fun to watch. And then of course, after her in the lineup, we had uh, the Red Ghost. And look, he's he's fun. He's definitely going to be the comic relief who sort of gives a bit of levity to things as well. I I forget the actor's name. It's, it's just escaped my head. But Stranger Things yeah, that that dude has uh, got a got a, a job at the convention circuit for life now if he wants it. But he was really good as Red Guardian, but he's from Black Widow, which I didn't really enjoy. So that that's not really sort of that exciting for me. Then, of course, speaking of which, we've got Yelena. So she's another one who you know the, the actress, fantastic, absolutely love her, and her performance is always good. But again, she came from Black Widow, which I didn't really bond with, and Hawkeye, which was okay. So to get a really good vehicle, which hopefully this will be, that will be good. Because yeah, big, big fan of the actress, even though I can't recall her name, but that's only because I'm filming it live and my brain can only do one thing at a time. Then of course, after Yelena, we got Bucky, and Bucky's like, he's, he's solid. He's, a, he's an MCU mid-carder. He's never going to be a main eventer, but he's a steady hand. You can put him in and he'll be fine. But again, the last thing I saw him in was Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and that was ugh, boring. So that's not good vibes, you know? And I want some good vibes going on here. But after him, also, we have 
Taskmaster. Well, US agent, if we're going down the line. And also, I forgot Ghost, <laughs> who's actually the one that I am pleased to see. I loved Ghost in Ant-Man 2. I thought the actress was kind of charismatic, a great tragic story, a good reinvention of the character. And let's put these two characters side by side. Ghost and Taskmaster. One of these is a really good gender swap reinterpretation of the character. The other one is Taskmaster. Yeah, you can see where I'm going with this one. So Ghost, fantastic. Love the costume design. Really, really great. It's a shame that it's not the original version of Ghost, though, because I, I love the creepy, disgusting emaciated corpse looking dude who is actually ghost in the comics, but a stunningly beautiful, tragic young lady. Oh, we'll take that. So yeah, Taskmaster, I don't want to be one of those internet jackasses, but here I am saying, you might as well call it Timo because it's Taskmaster in name only. Because yeah, I mean, the, the mask is a little bit more scully. But that's about it. And I don't have a problem with the character, but like, that's, that's not Taskmaster. Because Taskmaster is fun. He's, he's a mercenary douche. He's just this, you know, he's kind of fast talking, uh, a chancer. He's not actually evil. He's just willing to do whatever he has to, to get paid. And that makes him really fun. If it's another tragic and abused character it's like oh, i don't want any more abused tragic characters i want a fun character you know what i'm saying so that kind of doesn't excite me very much and finally we've got us agent who even though he came from bucky and the winter soldier or captain america and the winter soldier which is bad i thought he was good i actually got a real kick out of his character his arc i'm a big fan of us agent I think that he's a character who is just trying to do what is right. And he's got the deck stacked against him. And people are saying, oh, you're not Steve Rogers. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm doing my best. Like, it really annoyed me in the show when he kills the terrorist guy who killed his friend. And all of a sudden, he's a villain. And it's like, um, these terrorists are killing people. Like, that's, that's not unreasonable. But... There you go. So I'm happy to see him in the group. But on the whole, it doesn't excite me too much. Is 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 the finer point that I've been lingering over for the last 15 minutes. But more importantly than that, is conspicuous by their absence, two big heavy hitters. First of all, Abomination. You've just reincorporated Abomination back into the MCU with Tim Roth in She-Hulk. You have Wong, the whole thing. Like, he would be perfect for the Thunderbolts. But I don't know. Maybe they can't stretch the CGI budget that far. And also, it's a discussion for another time. But, man, I hate the character assassination that they've done with Emil Blonsky. Because Tim Roth, again, he was fantastic. He was fantastic in Incredible Hulk. He was scary. He was intense. He was bitter. He was this great superhuman athlete who had just been beaten by time. I mean, father time makes fools of us all. And that was the case. He couldn't get over the fact that his better days were behind him and he was going to do everything he could to recapture his glory. That was awesome. And then we see him in She-Hulk and he's like, hello, 
I'm, he wasn't even Emma Blonsky. He was Tim Ross. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I've got my friends. I've got my seven wives. Yeah, I, it's all lovely. It's like, no, wait, why Disney, Disney, Disney? Why have you got to make everything into a joke? Like it's a slippery slope. They're falling down. And the other one who, again, most conspicuous by his absence, Zemo. Where is he? There's, there's no... There's no Baron Zemo. That's really surprising. Now, I'm guessing, assuming, hoping that they're not showing him because he's going to be the big bad. He's going to be the main antagonist to the Thunderbolts. That would make sense. But it's just a little bit underwhelming that he's not front and center in the team. Because for anyone who's into the comics, you'll know Baron Zemo, the Thunderbolts is his baby. He created the Thunderbolts. That's his thing. The Thunderbolts weren't made to stop him. They were made as his pawns in his great scheme. And that takes me to my other complaint. I've got a few complaints. You know me. I'm a, I'm a YouTuber on the internet. I love complaining. We're missing out on the chance to actually do the Thunderbolts the way that they were originally done in the comics. That was so great. That, that, that captured everyone's imagination. And that is by actually introducing them as heroes who are villains in disguise. That would have been so great to have done that full angle. Could you imagine if Disney actually went all in and they pitched this new show, The Thunderbolts, with a roster of heroes we've never seen before, but they all look super awesome and great and Disney are like, these are our new superheroes. And of course, comic book readers will know what the score is. But then at the end of the first episode, you know, Captain Super whatever rips his mask off and it's Baron Zemo. And he's like, oh yeah, it's game on now. That would have been awesome, but we're never going to see it. Because Thunderbolts have basically, in the comics, they've become the Suicide Squad. But it's not what they were. And it's a little bit of a shame that that's, that's all they're ever going to be at this point. So, you know, it... It is what it is. It, it, it is what it is. Then finally, just to, just to wrap up the, the last couple of things there, we got some footage from the Marvels. So it's Carol Danvers, it's Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau. And according to the people who saw the footage, they said the dynamic and the chemistry between them is good. Like they, they, they've got good, well, I've said it already, chemistry. But that's it. Good, good energy, good banter. And apparently the show takes place like, bam, right off the back of the end credits from the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel TV show. So if you enjoyed that, which actually I, I thought that was one of the stronger Disney Plus shows, then this is going to roll straight into that. And Brie Larson was doing some interviews recently or a interview, one interview in particular, where she was asked, you know, what's the future for Captain Marvel? And she seemed to be very kind of poignant about it and kind of kind of sad. And her reaction was, does anyone still want me to be Captain Marvel? And a lot of people have given Brie Larson a lot of slack since she first got into the MCU and became Captain Marvel. And I'm not going to comment either way because it seems kind of unfair, but she's a human being. And maybe this is actually an example of all that negativity online actually getting to her. Because believe me, like if, 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 I, if I get a snarky comment in the YouTube section, I'll be dwelling on it for the next day and a half. Legit. So someone who's got the amount of hate that she has online... 
I can't blame her for wanting to take a step back. So I hope hope she's okay. I hope that the Marvels are are a big success. And then finally, James Gunn just came out and went, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. It's almost ready. We're going to be good to go. Tune in at Christmas time. And folks, that does it for the D23 wrap-up. 26 minutes. It's not bad going. (laughs) So let's move over now to action figure news because boy howdy we got a whole lot of it we really really do so first up in toy news mondo have revealed more pictures and a price for their one sixth scale animated magneto and just look at the pictures he looks amazing unless you're in the live chat right now in which case you can't look at the pictures but trust me he looks amazing and he should do because he's retailing for what no 200 <laughs> i'm just trying to check, check my notes there 225 dollars that's a it's a lot of money it's a lot of money it's kind of hot toys prices and you know hot toys this they're both one six scale so it kind of makes sense but at the same time hot toys use a lot of different materials cloth goods metal all that kind of stuff this looks visually to my eyes like a typical kind of action figure that's just bigger and has some beautiful accessories and great sculpting and styling. So no shade thrown there at all, but it's just something that does have a very high price tag. But if you are A, a big old fan of the animated X-Men show, and who isn't? I'll tell you who isn't, people with no taste. And B, if you got, you know, 225 bucks just kicking around, then after you've joined my Patreon and also the YouTube channel membership section, then you can go and buy yourself this Mondo Magneto because he does look wicked with all the different heads. You've got the morph head on there. You've got the sort of Age of Apocalypse beardy looking one. Does look super cool. So I am impressed. Even if it's not on my to buy list, I'm impressed. Then we have the announcement from Hasbro. (gasps) Oh! We knew it was coming. The HasLab is going to be revealed this Friday, September 16th. Gird your loins, people, and secure your wallets. This is going to be a big one. I mean, we always know it's always going to be a big one. It's a HasLab, but we know that it's going to be Robbie Reyes, or like assume the smart money, like everything they've shown us. They've all but told us that's what it's going to be. But now we're going to get to see what does this look like and what does it come with? Because Robbie Reyes and the car, the Hell Charger by itself, uh, this is not really going to do too much for me. I'll probably get it because, you know, (laughs) it's my job. It's not my job. But I would like to see other Ghost Riders, other demons, Mephisto, Vengeance, some cool stuff to really make me consider this to be can't miss. If it's just the Hell Charger and Robbie Reyes, uh, that, that is a can miss. But make the deal a little sweeter and we'll see what we go for. So either way, tune in on Friday the 16th. And we'll find out what it is. They're going to put us out of our misery. Now I want to talk about something quite special for Marvel Legends collectors, which is a new app that you can get. And this has been made by a friend of mine. You might know him on Instagram or through his YouTube, Jacob's Toys. And this is a little app that you can use to organize and categorize and basically checklist and mark off your Marvel Legends collection. I was given a free version to kind of play around with and sample, and I got to say, it's pretty damn fun. Especially if I had this app about two years ago when I was super crazy into collecting everything, that probably would have made it worse. 
actually, because then I would be able to visually see what I have and what I need and what series each figure is from or what builder figure comes from. Oh gosh, it's so intensive. It's like all you need for your collection. So that's really, really great. And some people might say, well, Dave, of course you're saying nice things. You just said the dude's a friend of yours, but yeah, bear in mind, am I gonna be friends with someone who makes a crappy app? <laughs> I don't think so. So go and check it out for yourself. It only costs a couple of bucks. It's available on the app store. And to find it, don't put in Marvel Legends, because as you can imagine, as soon as you put in Marvel, there are 10 gajillion things that pop up. If you put in Legends Collector, that's how you find it. That's what you want to do. So pop in Legends Collector. Like I said, it's a couple of bucks. It's it's a price of a cup of coffee at Starbucks. And then you can support someone in the community who's doing something kind of awesome. And you can have a fun little app that helps you control or at least keep in check your action figure addiction. So yeah, that's one that definitely carries the model behavior. Two thumbs up, seal of approval. Go check it out. Moving over now away from Marvel Legends, we're gonna go over to SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Super Broly New York Comic-Con 2022 exclusive edition figure. Now, this is just a repaint of the original Super Broly, but he's got a nice kind of pearlescent color scheme to him. And when so many people tell me, dude, you gotta get into some of the SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z figures, these ones, these light looking ones are the ones that really make me want to go for it because he does look huge, big, bold, bright, colorful. All the things that I love most about action figures. So one of these days I might treat myself to a Dragon Ball Z figure of a character like this who will just look so awesome on the shelf. Really, really impressed. So if you're going around New York City Comic Con, then that's where you're going to find him. And he retails for $90, which is why I've kind of not jumped at the chance to pick up a Dragon Ball Z character because it's a big investment for a bit of an unknown quantity. So especially one that I'm not overly familiar with. I would only be getting it because it's an awesome looking action figure. But sometimes that's the only reason you need to get an action figure. Am I right or am I right? That's a rhetorical question. It's my show. Of course I'm right. So after that, let's move on over now. Entertainment Earth have some exclusives of their own that you can get at the Entertainment Earth website. They have a Bill and Ted death carded figure, and he looks kind of fun. I, I have a lot of personal nostalgia for Bill and Ted, particularly Bogus Journey. I guess it came out at a time where I was just kind of old enough to enjoy it. I was the perfect target demographic. And Grim Reaper, he was a big part of that. So you can get a little carded Grim Reaper. He's super fun. And also, if you wanna go more adult with your creepiness, they have The Creep from Creep Show in the same kind of card back, very much like Super 7 Reactions type figures. So he's available as well. And also something that's totally outside the box, but also is a box, is the Mystic Seer box from Twilight Zone. And this is straight out of the Twilight Zone episode, which I'm, I, I love Twilight Zone. I love cautionary tales. I love like Outer Limits and all those kinds of, you know, monkey's paw wish type stories. So yeah, big Twilight Zone fan. And this, you would have to be a big Twilight Zone fan to want to get because it is expensive. It's 230 bucks. So that one is going to definitely be for the hardcore Twilight Zone fans. But the two small figures, they're 30 bucks each. So if you're a casual fan of Bill and Ted, that could be a good one for you to go for. Now, 
We're going to move into a slightly different category, but sticking with action figures in a way because Marvel Unlimited have shown their new package for your new annual subscription. That was a bit of a roundabout way of saying what I'm trying to say. So Marvel Unlimited, for those of you who might not know, is the Marvel Comics digital subscription service, which honestly, I will say, is the best 70 bucks you're going to spend, or however much it is for a year, because it's pretty much everything. Pretty much every single Marvel comic ever made has been digitized and put on this app for your enjoyment. Yeah, there are a few gaps, but they add new ones every single week. And it's only three months now behind current what's on the shelves. So if you've got a little bit of patience, you can just pay your annual fee and you can literally read everything that Marvel makes. It's freaking awesome. What's not too freaking awesome is the package that they give you for signing up. It's only available in the States, first and foremost, which is kind of irritating for anyone who's not in the States, but it will always have an exclusive figure. But the figure's never normally good. This time you're getting the yellow and red Daredevil. And he just, I don't know what the body mold is, but it just looks like the Bucky Cap. It, it, it looks like the exact same red and yellow Daredevil that came out many years ago now. So possibly a bit of a lazy effort on that one, Marvel Unlimited. But you know what? You don't get the subscription for the free figure. You get it because it's the best archive of comic books you're ever going to find. So regardless of the less than impressive looking subscription package, I still give that two thumbs up. Right, moving along now, we're going to go over to DC McFarlane Multiverse. We've got the new reveal of the uh, Wave 8 from their gaming universe. So we've got Joker, we got Red Hood, and we've got Scarecrow. Now, I'm going to have to double check these here, but I'm pretty certain that Scarecrow and Red Hood were already revealed in different color schemes. And now these are the more traditional color schemes. Kind of going out on a bit of a limb here because I'm just going by my terrible memory. But I remember, I remember talking about these guys. I know I did. I'm sure I did. So these guys are just, they're back. Here they are. So they, now they are in their sort of more classic looking color schemes. And you've got Joker, who is... I mean, how many Jokers do we need? Well, honestly, looking at this guy, maybe one more, because he looks gnarly. He looks really terrifying. This is a great looking Joker. So I actually give a lot of a lot of credit to McFarlane for these designs. Nice amount of sculpting. And yeah, just in particular, that Joker, the eyes, the face, just all the grim battle damage and blood on him. Gotta love McFarlane. They never shy away from the gore and the viscera. So these guys, genuinely, they... They look pretty cool. They look pretty cool. What's not so cool, though, is Select have shown a full reveal of their Miles Morales and Spider-Ham figure. And, geez, come on, Select. You just showed us the apocalypse. That looks incredible. You just showed us Beta Ray Bill. He's up for pre-order now. He looks amazing. And this Miles, ugh. Did you, like, run out of time, budget, or just plain care? He looks bad. The, pro the proportions, the like awkwardness. He just, he, he doesn't look good. <laughs> I has got to say, just to mine eyes, he, he doesn't look like a good action figure. And Spider-Ham as well looks like just a weird block of like nothing. So yeah, a bit disappointing. And a bit disappointing just because they did such a good job 
with the big chunky boys. And honestly, those are the ones that I really wanted. So don't worry, Select. You're going to get a lot of money from me, but not for Miles Morales. He, he don't look so great. What does look great, though, is Boss Fight Studios have shown some test shots of their epic skeletons. Now, these are 1 12th scale, so sort of Marvel Legends size, Ray Harryhausen looking skeletons. And these look really, really cool. So much detail on them. And they're all done in different time period styles. So you've got like a Roman centurion skeleton. You got a pirate skeleton. There are two others as well, which escape me. But as far as building like a cool, fun, creepy, ooky kooky skeleton army, that looks really, really great. So I've got a lot of time for these guys. I think they look awesome. So uh, yeah, depending on how much they cost, because we don't have a price yet. I mean, we don't even have finished painted models yet. But looking at these, they they do look really fun. And you know me, I'm a fun guy. Speaking of fun, I guess, we have DC Page Punchers 3-inch Wave 2. Now, this is something, the Page Punchers, the small ones, when I first saw them, I just thought, why? Who is this for? Who, who, who is like, uh, like action figures? No, like what? Then I realized when I saw them in store, they're actually great. Why? Because these are birthday presents. These are stocking fillers. This is something you give to someone who's not into action figures and not into comics, but could be. And that's where these things are really going to shine, I think. Because, yeah, you know, it, they only cost 10 bucks. You know, ten, 10 bucks to give someone like a little a little taster of the action figure comic book life. That's really great. So for this wave, we've got Flashpoint Batman, which I think is a really good, good choice because it's someone who someone who's not that into comics would see this and be like, what is the deal with this weird looking Batman? And then they'll read the story and hopefully we've sunk our hooks into another victim. And then, of course, on top of that, we've got Nightwing as well. So Nightwing, he's just, well, it's Nightwing. There you go. He looks pretty cool. And then there's a third one who actually I don't have on my notes, which is very, very professional, but I'll be flashing up pictures of him. So now eh, you can see for yourself, unless you're listening to this as a podcast, in which case, well, you're probably going to have to go over to Toy Ark and check him out for yourself. But then after page punches, we're going to go over to something real big. Page punches are the, the, the cheaper entryway to action figures. This, this is for the high-end big boys. What is it? It is the Hot Toys Iron Man 2 Tony Stark racetrack figure. Just talking about Iron Man 2 earlier on the show. There you go. Things come all the way back around again. And this, why do we love this? Because it's two awesome things. It's the Silver Centurion style Iron Man armor, or the closest we've come to the Silver Centurion in the MCU. And also in the film, it was the briefcase Iron Man suit, which was such a great little callback to the original comics and cartoons. That was really, really super fun. So this action figure, you know what I always say about Hot Toys. What I always say about Hot Toys, look absolutely beautiful, but very expensive. But hey, if you're building your Iron Man armor set, it's kind of essential. You're going you're gonna to have to get this if you want to have your complete set. And also he comes with a nice racetrack diorama. So that's really awesome. I, I do like the look of that. After him, we're going to go over to something quite unusual. But I really, really love it. First four figures 
are doing a bust of Solid Snake from <clears throat> Metal Gear. Colonel, I've been turned into a bust by first four figures. Man, my Solid Snake voice is really good, even if I do say so myself. Kept you waiting, huh? I could have just kept on going there, but I could literally see people exiting the chat. So first four figures, they they make good stuff. They make like sort of statues, but mostly out of resin and things. So not kind of super breakable, fragile, but statues that have a bit more, bit, bit more heft to them, or probably less less heft, but more durable. That's what I was trying to say. So you can get a solid snake bust. First of all, I'm going to read off some of the info here because it's there, there's a lot. So there's two different scales. So you've got the grand scale, which is actually the smaller one, which is $339.99. <laughs> That's a lot of money. But if you want the one that is full size, a full size solid snake, that $699.99, or just you know, $700. And who are you people? Who are you people with unlimited money and aircraft hangers with which to store all of your collectibles? Because can I come and have a look? Because that sounds awesome. So yeah, you can pick up these different versions of Solid Snake. First four figures, they make good stuff. I'm really, well, I was about to say I'm really excited to see these. I'm never going to see these. <laughs> but I just think they're cool to look at. So yeah, just more, more Metal Gear, please. Maybe one day Konami might sell the rights to that franchise and we may get a new game, but we can only dream. Going on over now to Tamashi Nations, back to Tamashi Nations with their SH Monster Arts line. And we've got Mecha Ghidorah Shinjuku Decisive Battle Set. Now, if you just told me those words, I'd be like, I got no idea what that is. And then if you told me it's a three-headed golden robot dragon, I'd be like... <laughs> Okay, sign me up. Because, yeah, Mecha Ghidorah. If a three-headed dragon wasn't badass enough, don't worry, we're turning it into a cyborg. So SH Monster Arts, they have a lot of attention to detail with everything they've done. There's only a few pictures to look at, but he looks super beautiful. Don't have a price yet or a release date, but what we do have, lots of pretty pictures, which are no good for you if you're watching now in the live chat. But if you're watching this video later, then, well, quite frankly, you're in for a treat. Yep, you still have to put up with my stupid face. But on the other side of the screen, got a badass looking dragon monster cyborg thingamajig. So, yeah, the more I find out about that, I'll let you guys know. Then, <laughs> this is what happens when I don't do good news for a while. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. Mezco have revealed their Hawk P40 Howling Fury edition, uh, part of their 112th scale Rumble Society. Now, this is basically a redo, a recolor of the original Hawk P40. For me, definitely surplus to requirements. Hawk P40 is one of my favorite action figures of all time. Of all time? Of all time. But this, um, not so much. I give them credit for making big changes to, to the overall look. But that actually takes away all the things that I love about it, like the bomber jacket, the World War II fighter plane kind of color scheme. This one, totally blinged up, just decked out in gold. And it's definitely a fun look. And they've changed all the clothes. He's now wearing these green overalls. So, you know, credit for that. But certainly it's one that would be nice to have, not need to have. But if you want to get all the different Rumble Society members, then you might find some space for him on your shelf. 
all the accessories are exactly the same. The, the weapons, the explosions, the flashes, all that stuff, just what came before, but now with a more blingy gold kind of color scheme. And hey, yeah, say what you will, but he definitely is quite striking to see standing there. Now, we're going to go over to a cheaper toy line, but one that still has probably even more followers, actually. Yeah, of, of course it does. Why? It's Mattel's Masters of the Universe. Yeah, that's, that's not even open for debate. Masters of the Universe is kind of a hot property right now. Mattel know this, and that's why they're giving us a Series 6 or a Wave 6 of their Masters of the Universe figures. And they look pretty. So these aren't the retro style ones. These are the more bells and whistles, modern action figure style figures. So first of all, we've got New Eternia Battle Armor He-Man, who looks cool and badass and with his battle armors. What you would expect with the name Battle Armor He-Man. Then we got Sun Man. And Sun Man, stop me if I'm wrong, because I probably am. But from my understanding, Sun Man was a character who was created by a fan for her child. And she, she was like, no, this, this is one that can represent you as, as a person. Because, you know, not a lot of, of, of kids got to see like themselves represented in those days. And then Mattel or whoever owned He-Man, was it Mattel? It was always Mattel. They were like, this is really cool. But we're going to put him in the actual show. So that's really nice. That's Sun Man. Unless I just made that up or got it completely wrong. Then there's Jitsu, who's the fun martial arts kind of looking guy. He's awesome. And then finally, Hero. And I don't know anything about that dude, but the guy's name is Hero. His parents were very optimistic when they named him. I hope you lived up to it. So those were those reveals there. But I couldn't find any release date or price, but it's fun to take a look at them. And also going back over to Hasbro now. Jeez, we've been going for nearly an hour. Maybe I might have to change this format a little bit because I am exhausted. But you know what? It's kind of fun as well. We've got Hasbro's preview, a little teaser of their starting lineup NBA six-inch figures. So we had originally the basketball net diorama. That was like a nice little preview. And now we've got a picture of a shoe. Doesn't really tell me very much. But if you're into your sports, if you like your basketballs and all that kind of thing, then this, this might get you excited. For me, I'm, I've never been a sporty guy. I've, I've never sported the sport before. No, never been my cup of tea, not my forte, if you will. But if you're into your NBA and all that kind of stuff, then this this might be exciting for you. And that almost does it. <laughs> not quite. That almost does it for action figures. But also Super 7 have shown some images of the next part of their Simpsons reaction style figures. We had all the McBains. Now we're getting the Troy McClure's. And being a classic Simpsons fan, I I love the look of these. These look these look great. Troy McClure from his different educational films. Uh, he's got Fuzzy Bunny and all this kind of thing. If you're a big Simpsons fan, if you grew up with Simpsons in the early '90s, the golden era, then I can really see the appeal of them. They look absolutely wonderful. So, I, the reason I haven't bought any of these is because it would be a slippery slope. I wanted to get like one McBain figure. And then I rationalized to myself, Dave, <laughs> one does not simply buy one action figure in a line. So I decided to just back off, let it go. And folks, that does it for the action figure part of Good News. But we're still not done yet. Still not done yet. Why? Got some movie trailers to talk about. First of all, I didn't even know this was going to be a film. But Spirit Halloween, the movie 
is coming. And we don't have Spirit Halloween in the UK, but just from memes and internet culture, I know what it is. So it's this big annual Halloween pop-up store every year or chain of stores. And look, I love, like so many people do, love Halloween. So I'm really just a, a film that is all about the, the, the magic and excitement of Halloween and the, the, the props, the costumes, all that kind of stuff. It looks like a good time. So this is about a bunch of kids who lock themselves in a spirit Halloween type store that is actually haunted. And it's got Christopher Lloyd in it. And it looks like it's totally taking a lot of Stranger Things vibes, which I don't mind. The 80s is big. And this is set during the 80s bunch of kids dealing with mystical spooky stuff you know sound familiar but hey i think the trailer looks fun and if it is a good time then i would happily dedicate 90 minutes to this one thing i will not be dedicating 90 minutes to is mufasa the prequel to the live action lion king i know it's a cliche to say it on the internet but who asked for this I mean, seriously, who asked for this? I don't think the live action Lion King, I think the problem is a lot of people went to see the live action Lion King because it was like a curiosity. And clearly bean counting type people thought, ah, this movie made money. We will make another one without actually realizing that I don't think the cultural zeitgeist really was like anyone was clamoring to see this experiment again. When you realize that, you lose all of the Disney sort of magic in the animation of the faces when you're doing it realistically. I don't think we particularly need to see this again with a prequel story about Mufasa. Do we need to find out where he gets his golden dice from? No, it, it, it's not a story that I think, well, maybe, maybe it's a story that needs to be told, but not in this format, not in this realistic CGI live action style. I don't think that's the direction Disney need to be going in. This one might be a miss, but hey, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Now, we also have a second trailer for Black Adam, the movie that I feel like has been just about to come out for the last two years now. Cannot wait for it to hit theaters so The Rock can finally shut up about it. But the trailer, it looks like a better superhero film than possibly DC have been doing, but it was one that really made me realize or be able to verbalize what it is that I don't vibe with when it comes to DC as opposed to Marvel. And many people have said this before. I don't know who the first person was, but someone said, the Marvel universe is the world you see when you look out your window. Like Marvel's New York City, that's your New York City. That's the real world but with superheroes. Whereas the DC universe is a fantasy world. It has similarities to our world, but it's not, it, it's not the world you see when you look out the window. And that's kind of what I thought with this Black Adam trailer is like, the whole world looks like a weird, uncanny valley. It just doesn't look like something that uh, I can sort of feel pathos for the characters or the superheroes. Now, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a bajillion films that are not set in our world. When it comes to my taste in superheroes, that's what I like. But then again, Pierce Brosnan's in it. He's always excellent. The Rock is great. So I think it might certainly at least be worth checking out. I'll probably end up watching it.
So then <laughs> that's all the movies, I think. But finally going over to video games now. Little smooth transition there. <laughs> What a pro. So the big announcement coming out of D23 is that we are going to get a Captain America and Black Panther game set during World War II. This sounds really great. Why? Because it's being made by, I think, because I didn't write it down, Skydance Studios. Basically, the people who made Uncharted. And Uncharted and the Uncharted series are some of the greatest games ever made in a big, widescreen, third-person action movie style. A style that just lends itself so perfectly to Captain America and Black Panther. So with this project moving forwards, it's just like, oh man, all the, all the right elements are in place to make an amazing game. These two characters set during World War II, I guess, I guess obviously it'll be regular Captain America and a different Black Panther, like T'Challa's grandfather or great-grandfather. So that could be really, really cool. So looking forward to that. But I'm still hankering for some more footage and information on Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. Hopefully we'll get some info on those guys soon. But yeah, Black Panther and Captain America, two thumbs up for that. Going over to something a bit more retro now. This is very retro. Apparently, we're getting a remake of the Sega Genesis Gargoyles game. Now, this totally, totally gets my attention. This is really cool. I love me my 90s platformers and my house when i was growing up we lived in a sega house so a genesis remake of that 2d side scroller with brand new beautiful lush animation and graphics ah that's something that's something i would really love to see i love that gargoyles again is being brought back into the forefront so that's really awesome no other news besides the fact it's happening but I can't wait to see some footage from that. That's going to be wicked. So guys, that does it for all of the main news of the day. Wow, going for nearly an hour, but there was a lot to catch up on. So one thing I'm also going to do with these little videos is I'm going to do a cosplayer of the day because I love cosplay and I love the creativity that people throw into it. And that's always super cool. So I like to give shout outs to different people. So guys, if you know, some cool cosplayers that you think deserve to be featured, let me know. Send me their Instagram handles and I'll show some pictures and, you know, give them a shout out. The one I'm going to do today is a lady called Alicia Marie. She's she's pretty damn dang darn awesome at the cosplay she does, mostly because she, you know, is built like an athlete. You know, got an incredible physique, so she can do these cosplays of characters like She-Hulk and whatnot who look superhuman totally pulls it off and then throw in amazing makeup as well and beautifully put together costumes. This, this person's got it going on. And also like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not doing like a, a small creator a favor by shouting her out. I think she has like a quarter of a million subscribers, but Hey, or, you know, followers, but give her a couple more. Tell them all behavior sent you. So yeah, guys, let me know if there's any other cosplayers that you think deserve a shout out for the awesome cosplay work they do. And finally, to wrap things up, I have some very happy news. Some genuinely, it's heartwarming, quite frankly, actually, genuinely heartwarming. After about 45 years, at long last, Luke Skywalker got to go to Toshi Station and pick up some power converters.
Yeah, Mark Hamill, someone who is an absolute national treasure, randomly posted a ridiculous picture on his social media of a service station called Toshi Station. And what did he do? He went in there and picked up some power converters. And because Mark Hamill is an absolute legend and a king of all good men, he took the picture with his power converters outside Toshi Station and he gave the world a little bit of laughter and levity that it needed. And folks, that does it for good news for today, at least for my solo section. But now, it's time to bring on a few guests. We've got people in the chat, and I want to talk to them. So let's talk. And also, of course, I'm, I'm not assuming there were any super chats, but if there were, I'm going to go and take a look at that now as well. Hey, Ray! Ray with the $5 super chat. Thank you so much, brother. Ray, you are saying, Dave, good brother, just got a bunch of McFarlane DC figures on clearance through GameStop. Such a customer-friendly line. Brackets, I'm a broken record. Dude, you're not a broken record. It's always a pleasure. Man, that's that's lucky you sent that super chat. Otherwise, I would have I looked like a right doofer saying, uh, well, let's go check out my super chats. Oh, there's there's none there. <laughs> but we do have someone waiting in the green room to come on the show and talk toys with me. So I just realized I'm not wearing any headphones. So I don't want you guys getting feedback. Let me put my headphones in. Thomas, dude, yes. welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? What are we, what are we talking about? No, my most recent is uh, this guy. Yeah, no, I love him. I'm putting, putting him with my um, like big badge display. So um, also this guy was new. So he's uh, new in the display as well. Ah oh, man, you know I used I used to have that onslaught, and it was it was a tough decision to sell him. But I was trying to be really brutal with my decisions for what I was keeping, what was staying, what was going, and I eventually sold him. But man, it was it was it was a tough one. And then anytime I see someone with their onslaught, I think, ah, dude, maybe I should have kept him. Maybe I should have kept him. But who knows? Maybe we'll get a Haslab of onslaught, and that will be. That will be, you know, my my new ultimate one. But that's my little dream project. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Uh, Haslab onslaught would be amazing. I mean, a bit annoying for me because I've just bought this one. Um, <laughs> but I, I did want this guy for a while. But um, yeah, I, I was trying to hunt down uh, all the pieces and then to see which was either cheaper or more expensive to get individual pieces or just buy it all as one but i, I managed to get them for a decent price which is good oh that's that's awesome man well that, that's a that's a fantastic haul black costume spider-man thanos onslaught that 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 shelf is going to be looking very pretty very impressive that's a that, that, that that's really cool to see and dude i'm gonna wrap up this call because yeah we do have a bit of a bit of a delay going on there with the conversation but thank you so much for coming on yeah sorry about the delay <laughs> nah, no problem at all, mate. Thank you so much for the support. You good always give the channel. Have it's a always day. a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> See you soon. All right, guys. That was Thomas. Again, one of the best. Well, you can't say best supporter. Anyone who's a supporter, you're all the best supporter. You're all number one in my heart. But Thomas, a little bit more. So we got one more person in the green room ready to call in. We got Sherlock waiting, waiting patiently. So here we are. Let me bring you onto the show. Sherlock, good to see you, man. What's going on? What's up, buddy? You hear me all right? Yeah, dude, never better. A L- little bit exhausted because I realized how much news we had to cover. That that D23, man, they weren't playing. Yeah, yeah, I saw some of that stuff. I, I was 
looking at the Todd McFarlane stuff just because I was curious what they were going to hand him. But uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of his DC line, but you know he's Todd McFarlane, so. <laughs> exactly, and I just I just realized I didn't talk about the Avatar figures that he's doing, and you know what? I'm not I'm not going back. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> but I gotta say, I think those Avatar figures look quite decent. I think that's right in his wheelhouse because the 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 Avatar, you know, the the creatures they've already got those weird long legs that he seems to be uh, fond of. So yeah, I think it was I think it was you who 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 said that to to me before, and I was like, oh shoot, you are so right. Yeah, big long gangly limbs. That's yeah, a hundred percent McFarlane. Let him have it. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure you're just rubbing his hands and looking at, licking his lips and be like. Oh, I get I get to make long limbs, and I get to make mechs and monsters, and I have to make a girl figure. But okay, so legs. Look at those legs. <laughs> and also, I mean, I gotta say the um the AMP the the mech suit that yeah. that looks really cool. That's like a mega figure, but I assume that you could put pretty much any six inch character in there if yeah, you want I to. Was I was thinking yeah. the same thing as soon as I saw it. I was like, hmm. That looks like it might be classified material. <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't even think about GI Joe classifieds. That would, oh, they that would be awesome. You want to have have one of those tangling with a Haslab hiss tank? That would that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well that, that that's already giving me more remorse for not going for the hiss tank, but that's okay. That's that's all right. That's all right because. We're gonna be we're gonna be getting the Haslab reveal this Friday, so I'll be glad that I saved yeah. my money. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes. I'm, 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 you know, I'm not a legends guy, but I, I'm, I'm always curious to see what kind of. Oh yeah, just things. just to kind of follow follow the news of the industry. It's all it's always interesting to see yeah. what's what's out there. And hey, I'm, you're you're in a better position if you can just watch the the Hasbro reveals without having to spend money on them. Then you're a better man than I am. Well, I'm I'm waiting on PulseCon because I know I know Serpentor is going to be at PulseCon, so I'm itching my itching my palms for that guy and then we'll see what else they announce in the gi joe line yeah you you know that with with his flying thingamajig like that's going to be a big deluxe set but right. I, right. I i'm sure he'll be worth it because he he looks wicked i mean that's going to be a centerpiece yeah. you know yeah exactly exactly absolutely all right dude i'm gonna wrap this one up now but thank you so much for calling in man it's always okay. a pleasure take, take care easy, brother see you later Whew, guys, thank you so much for calling in. That was a lot of fun. And that actually wraps up good news for today. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for taking part in the call-in and in the live chat as well. Folks, if you, this is your first time watching good news, this is the first time doing the new format of good news. I'm going to see if I can actually edit a show out of this. But if you want to call in or be a part of the show, then you can do either by joining up at the Patreon or by going over to the YouTube members section and signing up there. All the support is massively appreciated and you get to be a part of the show. And who doesn't want to do that? It'll make you happier than Mark Hamill with a pair of power converters. That's a very happy man. So guys, Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, keep displaying model behavior.